Hi, this is Tris Hussey. And, and this is Randy Resha. And welcome to another edition of Destination Think Transit. And today we're turning the tables on the host of Transit Unplugged, none other than Paul Comfort himself, to ask him about the Executive Summit. Probably one of becoming one of the most popular parts of Think Transit is the Executive Summit. So, Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be here. So, Paul, as Tris just mentioned, we really have seen over the past couple of years that the Executive Summit is very quickly becoming one of the most popular parts of Think Transit. And people look forward to it every single year. So to start things off, you know, a couple questions. How many Executive Summits have we done at Think Transit, if you know? And for people who haven't been before, can you tell us a bit about what the Executive Summit is? Sure. I think it's four or five. Uh, we did skip a year during the COVID pandemic, but um, we've done it every year. So this will probably be the fourth or fifth one. So the Executive Summit is um, a day and a half of an intimate gathering of C-suite executives of public transit agencies um, where they can share kind of uh, what I call Chatham House rules, which is, you know, what kind of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So the things we talk about there should stay there. It's a it's an agenda over a day and a half that's built by and for transit executives. So um, the attendance has grown each year. Uh, we started off with like 25, and then it went to, I think, uh, 30, 35, 40. And last year was 50, maybe 52 attendees. I think this year we're going to have well over that. And again, these are just transit executives um, with a, most of them have a C in their title, you know, chief executive officer, chief operating officer, chief administrative officer, maintenance, chief information officer, innovation, those kind of folks who are at the helm of transit agencies across North America, the U.S. and Canada. But I try to make sure that we're talking about the latest, hottest trends. And I also want people to be vulnerable and open. So we put them on panels. And I mean, last year was, was just amazing. I mean, we had people, you know, sharing their, you know, challenges and, and, you know, almost tears come into their eyes. And we had a, a group of young people from the top 40 under 40 and, and then a, an, uh, some older representatives of retired executives from transit agencies. Um, and we have a dinner together on Monday night. Basically, the Think Transit starts on Sunday night with an opening reception. And then the executive summit kicks off on Monday morning at 830. We go all day Monday with various sessions. And then we all go to dinner that night um, and, you know, kind of break bread together, so to speak. And the next day we have a couple sessions and then we break for lunch. And then we have the big CEO roundtable where we have some of the nation's leading, some of North America's leading transit executives up on stage, kind of doing a live version of our podcast, Transit Unplugged. So it'll, that's the format we've used for the last few years. And we plan to use that format again for this year, 2023, in Nashville on Monday, April 3rd and Tuesday, April 4th. That's amazing. Thank you so much for giving us that rundown of what the Executive Summit is. And obviously, for anyone who's listening, you can hear just how exciting that's going to be. And you know, really what makes the Executive Summit such a special part of Think Transit. So, Paul, you did touch on it a little bit, but I'm curious, what do you think makes the summit so powerful and so compelling for attendees? What is the magic there? Is it that intimacy? Is it the specific speakers, like you said, the Chatham House rules? Um, what is it that makes it so special and maybe a lot different than other events that we see in the industry? Yeah, I think 
uh, Randy, it is the things you mentioned, and it's also the fact that it's unscripted. Um, you know, a lot of times we go to uh, big conferences or state conferences where people get on stage and talk and the audience is mixed. It has all kinds of people, vendors and, um, uh, you know, all levels of staff, etc. And the, the speakers are, you know, basically ask, I think, to stay on a certain topic and it feels scripted and it feels stiff and it feels like you should be wearing a suit with a tie. <laughs> and that's not what this is. This is actually the opposite of that. It's the reason why I started, uh, why I called the podcast Transit Unplugged from the beginning was, you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years. I've been going to these conferences for all these years and I wanted the podcast, and this is kind of an extension of that, so to speak, to be more relaxed more uh, able to openly share what's going on. Uh, being at the top of an agency really is um, invigorating in the sense that you finally you know, get to make a difference and you have the authority to make some changes, but it can also be stifling and lonely sometimes. And so we want the opportunity for everyone to share among themselves openly and honestly what's going on. And it works. Uh, last year and the year before, and if, if folks go to our website and check out some of the videos, I mean, you know, several of them said, this is the best thing I've ever gone to. These are top transit executives. You know, that's where the magic is. It's in the sharing of our kind of our hearts, our passion, the latest trends, and it's all kind of kept cloistered together in a smaller group where people can be open and honest with one another and supportive. Let's talk about those trends for a second, because you you are in the midst of planning the agenda, and it always seems like topics organically emerge while you're planning the agenda. Yes. And um, so last year, the big focus, I reviewed the agenda from last year, and the, there was like recruitment, ridership, leadership. So, but what are the big trends this year? What, what's, what are you going to hit? Great question, Tris. I'm so excited about it. Um, just today, as we recorded this, I got confirmations from a couple more speakers. Uh, we're about 80 to 90% set uh, on the topics and the speakers. Uh, on Monday, the first topic will be microtransit and paratransit hot trends. And so kicking off this mo that morning will be Gregory Ellsberg uh, from Dallas Dart, uh, who, is, who is one of America's, even though he's British, he's now here in America, he's one of the leaders when it comes to my, uh, this on-demand paratransit and using uh, companies like Uber and other TNCs to really deliver an amazing service. So he'll be coming. He's confirmed. Josh Wolf, uh, who worked with me at the MTA in Maryland and now heads up their paratransit service. Josh is going to talk about a brand new compensation method methodology that he's come up with to compensate contractors. Remember, in America and sometimes in Canada, most paratransit service, ADA paratransit, is contracted out to companies like TransDev, First Transit, MV, Keolis, National Express, RATP Dev. One's having trouble recruiting drivers. He came up with a model to pay them that has solved the problem. <laughs> I mean, he's at 100% staffing uh, and has been for quite a while. And so I had lunch with him about six months ago, and I said, Josh, if it's still working in six months, you got to start telling the story. So it is still working. And he is going to tell the story. And then John Donlin, who is CEO of one of those um, adaptive TNCs called Userve, is also going to be there talking about how companies like his, uh, and there are several of them, are helping the industry. So that's kind of big. Then, uh, and then we're um, 
the next panel, Industry Challenges panel, will hit some of those hot topics you mentioned, Tris. Ridership, Bakara Malden, who just got promoted from chief of staff now, I think, to deputy CEO there in Memphis. She's done a number of things to improve ridership. I've got her talking about that. Kurt Conrad from Stark Transit in Ohio is one of the nation's leaders in hydrogen fuel. He's going to talk about how it actually works. Then Cindy Mondeser from CODA is going to talk about how to make sure that you are recruiting and retaining your operators and mechanics effectively. That's from the uh, Columbus, uh, Ohio Transit Authority. And then safety, Nick Oldham from the hometown team in Nashville, the head of safety for Nashville MTA, is going to talk about what's happening across the country right now when it comes to safety. That's been a hot topic right now. Uh, Los Angeles has had a study about how and, and concerns about women feeling safe on transit. In New York City, of course, there's been a lot of violent acts, and a lot of transit agencies are working on ramping up their security protocols, and Nick's going to cover all that. And then Dave Deck, a new CEO from TriRail in Southern uh, Florida uh, commuter rail service just announced today that their ridership is up 30%. Commuter rail, of course, has been decimated due to the pandemic and the slowest of all the modes to recover. And he's going to talk about what they're doing there to recover. How about that for some hot topics? Well, those are great. And you know what I was thinking about? It's, I'm spoiled. I get to hear all the Transit Unplugged interviews before, you know, right after you record them. It seems to me that the executive summit it's almost a catalyst for new ideas. You get all these really smart people together in this, like you said, an unplugged, an unscripted, closed event. Do you think that you know these type of events are catalysts for new ideas that can spread across the industry? Yes, absolutely. Let me give you an example. Late, right after that session, we're going to have a, a new CEO panel. These are CEOs of transit agencies that have had their job for less than a year. Charlotte Shaw, my friend who heads up Birmingham, Alabama's transit system, called me a few months ago and suggested we do it. She was at a, an APTA CEO uh, event. She said, Paul, there's so many brand new, bright CEOs in the industry. We ought to put them all on a panel. And I said, great idea. So we've got uh, Charlotte. We've got Michelle Allison, who replaced Terry White as King County Metro. We've got Jameson Auten, uh, who came from KCATA and now heads up Lane Transit. Frank White, who uh, is the new CEO of KCATA. Dave Deck, who we already mentioned. Tiffany Homler-Hawkins from Lynx, and a couple others, I think, are going to come that are also new CEOs. So think about the fresh ideas they're bringing. And then after that, we're going to have a debate. I've never seen this done before, and it came to me we should try it. It just... You know, it's in the air right now, this very interesting situation we're in, where many large transit agencies are, you know, we're kind of coming out of what I call the summer of love, right, where you know, transit was free, you, know, you could ride for free, a lot of transit agencies during the pandemic didn't charge fares, and now they started to charge fares, and others are like, well, I don't know, maybe we'll keep it zero fare, but where are we going to get the money from to cover that? And there's all this discussion in the industry, and I mean, it culminated at WMATA, Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority where Randy Clark, the new CEO, you know, announced, hey, we had $140 million in lost revenue from fare box recovery issues from, from people, you know, jumping the fare gates and, and fare evasion. We need to start enforcing fares again because I've got a multi-hundred million dollar uh, deficit projected in my budget for next fiscal year, and we need to, you know, have some money off the fare box coming in. And uh, then shortly after that, the city of Washington, D.C. City Council voted to give them over $40 million to make bus transit only not rail, free in the city starting the summer. So you've got the paradigms, you know, kind of clashing, you know. If you want to use a 
Seinfeld analogy, you know, relationship, George, is, is uh, you know, coming into conflict with um, friendship, George. Well, the same kind of thing is happening here. We have zero fare, a big push toward that in a lot of cities. But then other cities, New York City, Washington, D.C., and others saying, no, no, we need to enforce our fares, you know, humanely and, and all that. So let's talk about that. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to have a debate. Kate Matice, who is the executive director of Northern Virginia Transportation Commission, who represents agencies doing both. One summer zero fare, summer enforcing fares. She's going to moderate. And Noah Berger, the administrator of the Merrimack Valley Transit up near Boston, who has implemented zero fare on a scene uh, and can tie directly back to that increased ridership, is going to present that point of view. And Rich Sampson, the executive director of the Southwest Transit Association, who's a trained debater, uh, who sees both sides of it and represents, you know, dozens of transit agencies across the Southwest United States, is going to present the side of, no, we need to also look at, you know, new ways to enforce fares, et cetera. So it's going to be a debate, and then we're going to try to get the audience involved to see what they're doing. That kind of stuff, like you said, Tris, brand new ideas. Then we'll have best-selling author Sean Moon, who wrote a New York Times number one best-selling book on leadership. We're going to do just that, just talk about leadership in general. And then on, we're going to have a dinner Monday night, off-site. And then Tuesday, I'm excited, really excited about this panel, A Vision of the Future of Public Transportation. And the members on this panel are going to be people who um, help represent and support the industry, but aren't transit executives themselves. This will be Karen Philbrick from the Northern Norman Mineta Institute, who's also going to be one of our keynote speakers of the whole conference. She's going to moderate this panel that will include Billy Terry, who's head of the National Transportation Institute, NTI. Art Gazzetti from APTA, the American Public Transportation Association, the policy director. And get this, I got John Rassant to come. John is head of Comotion, uh, which is, you know, the the nation's leading kind of tech uh, transit conference. He's confirmed to me he's going to attend, and we may even have one or two others on there. And they're going to talk about what does the future hold for us? I mean, fascinating. Oh, yeah, this is great, Paul. Uh, and I was, cause as you were talking, I forgot Kate Matice had agreed to be the moderator for that debate because she had a really brilliant quote on Transit Unplugged recently where it's like, yeah, you know, if you want to go zero fare, cool, but you, how are you going to budget for this? Because it, it doesn't just That's happen. Right. Yeah. I think this is really exciting. I mean, we'll talk another time about Transit Unplugged live. Okay. Because that's a whole other exciting thing. And I know we don't have all the, all the, things going for that. But that alone, it seems worth the price of admission, which if I remember correctly, it's $149 to get into the executive summit. And then you get access to the entire Think Transit conference as well. That's right. It's a deal. But Paul, we know you sing and we know you play piano. Uh-oh, where's it going? So Randy, <laughs> has a tri- so Randy has a trivia question for you before we, we, we ask your, our final question. Okay. All right. What's the trivia question? Okay. And I feel like you're going to get this. I just, I I have a feeling. So we've been doing trivia on every episode of Destination Think Transit. Some are Think Transit themed, some are Nashville themed. So this one is a Nashville themed question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. Survey set. So which U.S. president played on stage at the Grand Old Opry? Was it Richard Nixon? Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, or Harry Truman? 
Aha, so this I don't know, so I will I will do it by the process of elimination. I don't think Barack Obama was a musician. I know that Richard Nixon was a pianist. I actually played on his boyhood piano at the Nixon Library one time. I got to play it, which was phenomenal. Uh, and um, I, Harry Truman also was a great, uh, fun pianist, and I think he's the one that did that played there. And of course. Uh, Bill Clinton played saxophone famously on the Tonight Show in a couple of places, but I don't think he was a country guy. So I'm going to go with Harry Truman. Wow. Your knowledge of presidential musicians is impressive. And I knew this question was going to be a good one for you, but unfortunately you're wrong. Oh, uh-oh. You, okay. were, you were very close. It's actually Richard Nixon. He played ah. God Bless America on the piano, as you said, in 1974 at the Grand Ole Opry. That's amazing. Well, I'm, uh, I'm planning to attend the Grand Ole Opry while I'm there this time. I mean, you can't go to Nashville without going to the Grand Ole Opry. It's phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. There's there's so much great stuff to do in Nashville. And another great thing about Think Transit is being able to enjoy that setting outside of the conference days. So we think that's great. Last thing on our list here is going over some of your Think Transit memories. You've been to a lot of them by now, and you already shared a great memory about Think Transit in Tampa that we played on the first episode of Destination Think Transit. But we're wondering if you remember what your very first Think Transit was like. Do you remember it? Do you have a favorite memory from that conference? And if not, just any other Think Transit favorite memory that you have up your sleeve? Yeah, I don't remember what I said in the first one that you played. And was it the, the memory that's really big in my mind is. We, Mark Miller, who's the... Did I already give this memory? That's the, the one. Yeah, came the, out, the Tampa one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah he yes. came out dressed as a spaceman. It was phenomenal. So I'll go to another one then. Uh, I, I think... Let's just go to last year. I, I, you know, that's fresh in my mind, obviously. But I, a couple times during the presentations in the executive summit, we had maybe 70 people in the room and it, you know, it was, it was after uh, several presentations, people had warmed up and, and kind of opened up. And just, I remember one presenter uh, who I won't embarrass by giving his name, but I mean, he started to cry in his presentation about how he was touched um, by talking with a driver one time and about the impact that driving, how they're helping other people's lives and how, you know, they were so, their heart was warmed by being a driver for the service because of how many people they were going to help. I can relate to that. I remember back when I first started in transit, my first seven years, I was transportation coordinator for my county department of aging. And I know I've mentioned this before many times in my talks, but when I was closest to the passengers is when I felt the most heart satisfaction from the work I was doing, because personally, I got to see, you know, scores of people every day that we were personally helping get to dialysis and get to the senior center and the grocery store and visit and things like that. Like that, and and uh, this CEO was saying how his heart was touched by talking with one of his drivers, and um, it just was you know one of those moments where other people started to tear up. You know how you kind of do that when somebody else starts to cry, and um, I, I think it goes and it's a good way to kind of you know come full circle on this. It goes to. Uh, the heart of passion that so many people have who work in this public transportation industry, especially those who work in the public sector, because oftentimes they're doing it for not a lot of money, uh, but they're doing it because they really want to make a difference with their lives. They want their work to be more than just, you know, going to work and making a salary and getting benefits, but they want to see the impact they can have on improving others' lives. And I don't know of really many other places where you can do that other than in the public transportation industry. And then you've got folks 
you know, who have risen up to the ranks of executives and um, they still have that passion in their heart. And that's why they're coming to an event like this, because like Tris said, they want to learn new ideas. They want to come back and have two or three things in their pocket that somebody else has already tried to some success or maybe even, you know, well, it wasn't successful and it helps them learn how to improve that. And they want to bring it back to their own agency. Uh, and so that's what the executive summit does. That's the level of intimacy and the level of challenging one another to excellence in what we do to really focus on the end customer uh, is what it's all about. And so that would be my memory. Yeah. I couldn't say it better myself. I, um, the the amount of passion you see and you think about some of the CEOs, I think it was Dottie Watkins who is um, just new CEO of Cap Metro started off as a part-time driver, I think you said That's this right. week in Transit Unplugged. And it's that kind of yeah. lifelong commitment, I think, makes this industry really different. So, Paul, thank you for all of this great insight and information and passion for the Executive Summit and what it brings to Think Transit. Absolutely. And, and I would say that if you're listening to this right now and you are uh, a senior manager, a senior executive in a transit agency in North America, and this interests you, I would encourage you to go to our website, check out the rest of the information and register. Come. You won't regret it. This will be one of the best experiences you've had in your professional career. That's a great last word. We'll leave it at that. This has been Tris Hussey. And this has been Randy Reshef. For Destination Think Transit.